0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, our radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of First Chronicles, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: And it says here it's in verse 11, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. That's such a a beautiful thing. Seek his strength. I think that as I get older and uh, realize that uh, suddenly I'm not the man I used to be. Tumbling, you know, I, was, I remember being, you know, 30 and the 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds would say, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait, and I'm 46, and yeah, I, I, I know I'm weak now. <laughs> but I think as Christians, we have to get comfortable with the weakness of our bodies. We just have to. I'm not saying give in and don't take care of your body. What I mean is, on, in a spiritual sense... Just understand that just because you feel weak physically, just because I feel weak spiritually or physically, doesn't mean that I'm weak spiritually. And God desires to show His strength in our weaknesses. And God is very concerned with all of our pride and the arrogance that may rise up. He wants us us to depend on him knowing that pride the same sin that killed you know they got lucifer and is getting this world he wants us to 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 not be self-sufficient but to be dependent on him so it's almost like those days of weaknesses become our friends because they teach us to depend on the lord blessed are the days of weaknesses for they teach us to depend on the lord And so age is a good thing. (laughs) David said in Psalm 27, verse 1, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He is the strength of your life. He is the strength of my life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, speaking of some physical infirmity that he had that he doesn't, he's not spe- specific, but we think it's his eyes. Because he said to the church, if it was, a, if you guys would have given me your eyes, if you could. So people believe that he had some sort of physical ailment and and he describes it in these verses that he, it was given to him that the Lord allowed Satan to buffet his flesh lest because of the many revelations he get puffed up. So God allowed a physical infirmity in Paul the apostle as so that his heart would not be puffed up so that he wouldn't become prideful in his knowledge of the Lord. It was a way that God kept Paul dependent On him, for for Paul's spiritual benefit, he was made weak. He told the Corinthian church, I did not come to you in strength, but in weakness. And he says that he came in weakness, but in reality, he was stronger afterwards than he was prior to him having the infirmity of his eyes. So when we're weak, we're actually stronger than than when we weren't weak. Because there's a greater dependency on God. And everyone's trying to play it safe, and I get it. Who doesn't want to be safe? But, God wants us to trust in Him fully for our safety. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Paul said that uh, God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul says, because this is how God is seen to be strong, that God is seen. And Paul did not want to be seen. He wanted Christ to be seen. Then he would rather be weak so that Christ is seen. And this is the ministry of Sweet Hills. This is who we... we, 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 we Pray to be a church that's humble, that we, that he increases and we decrease. That the world outside can look within, look at our church and say, how did that happen? Those people seem weak to the eye. How did this happen? exactly it was jesus christ he's alive and he has chosen the foolish things of the world he has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the wise he did not choose the strong he did not choose the wise very very few of those have been chosen but this way he gets all the glory he is risen can't you can't we tell in what he's doing in our lives in our church he is, he's risen. That's what it's about. Paul would write the mo- you know, some of the most beautiful verses inspired by God. In, in Philippians 4, verses 12 through 13, he says, I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me it's scary to allow ourselves to be weak sometimes it's best when it's not our choice but here David says he he exhorts the world here seek the Lord and his strength seek his face evermore if we were so strong would we seek the Lord's face evermore? He says, seek the Lord and His strength. Oh my gosh. It is a step of faith to seek the Lord for His strength. And then to continue taking steps of faith. It it takes the courage of the Lord. Some people, they they go so by feelings and they 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 seek the Lord and 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 and, and they don't wait for his strength and, and, and so they give up, they stop moving. We need to seek the Lord and continue to step out in faith, and he strengthens us, he just does supernaturally. Seek the Lord, seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works which he has done. Again, we're always being exhorted to remember the works of the Lord. His wonders and his judgments of his mouth, his word. What words has he spoken in your life? Remember them. O seed of Israel, his servant, you children of Jacob, his chosen one. So he's telling Israel they are God's chosen people. He's saying to them to remember his marvelous works. But we too are also told that we as Christians... We too, who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, are chosen people as well. God chose us from the foundation of the world in order to serve him and to worship him. Paul would write in Romans 8, verse 29 through 30, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. God has chosen you. What a beautiful reality that is to know that we've been chosen. So many of us in this world have lived a long life feeling like nobody loves us, feeling excluded, feeling that God doesn't love us. That's how I grew up. I grew up in an abusive situation. I did not know the love of God and I thought God was against me. I thought He didn't love me. I thought God was only for certain special people. And it filled my heart with rage. I, I, I had such hatred for people who seemed to have better lives than me. Because I felt like they had it easy because God loved them more than me. And I had it so bad that I absolutely hated this world. And I hated myself and I hated others. That's how I, that's who I was before I came to know the Lord. I was so angry, I was so aggressive, I was so lost. And then to realize that Jesus Christ came for sinners like me. And, and that through him I realize God loves me and he loves the sinner and you realize that he has his providential hand on all of us but to realize later on that I was loved by God that my sins though they were many and they were wicked Jesus Christ spoke to my heart I'll take them away and I remember saying to him in my heart you are all that I have And him saying to me, I am all that you need. And then to go on and go from an orphan to an adopted son of God. With major privileges as they say today. (laughs) I do have Jesus' privilege. (laughs) And so do you. He does not love me more than he loves you. He loves us all equally you are chosen so whatever he has you doing now do it under the Lord if you're single do it under the Lord in holiness if you're married do it under the Lord in holiness if you're it's your job do it under the Lord he's chosen you as they say don't act like an orphan you're an orphan no more We have to put the old man or the old woman to death. Right? We have died with Christ. The old man is dead. Behold, he makes all things new. And so we should be the most confident in our God children that we can possibly be. His chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac, and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as an allotment of your inheritance, And so, there's that beautiful promise that we see throughout scriptures that God gave the land of Canaan to the Israelites as an everlasting covenant. And what's interesting is after the dispersion of the Jews, when Titus destroyed, the Roman general Titus destroyed the temple and Jesus said, remember, not one stone will be left upon another. And in 70 AD, his prophetic words came true. The Romans destroyed the temple and the Jews were dispersed throughout the whole world and around 2,000 years later after the Holocaust in uh, May 14, 1948 Israel became the Jewish nation again which is an absolute miracle it is Bible prophecy coming true in our time. Amen? That's a miracle. For people to be dispersed from their country, be gone for 2,000 years, and then come back. But the Bible said it was everlasting. So don't let CNN or the left tell you it ain't their land. It is their land. And that's coming from an Arab named Hussein. um, 19 when you were few in number indeed very few and strangers in it speaking of the history of Israel when they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people he permitted no man to do them wrong yes he rebuked kings for their sake saying do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm and as we read the Old Testament and we see uh, the book of Exodus and, and the other Books we see from time to time God taking care of the Israelites he just supernaturally and that promise is there it's for them but I also accept all the promises for myself I'm a promise hogger if you will I want all the promises and, and I like what he says when, when you were few in number when the Israelites were few in comparison to those around them yet God protected them when they were few And we who come to the Lord in brokenness, that first time where we said, Lord, we're done with our sins. We give you our heart. We give you our life. And we're completely and utterly broken. Are we not small? Is that not what contrition is? Brokenness is. It means that I'm nothing. I'm I'm dust. I'm dirt. I'm the floor. And God takes us from that and he begins to build us. When we were small, and our faith was small, and he just begins to build your life and mine, just like them. And he begins to, to, to rebuke managers if he needs to, bosses if he needs to, close doors if he needs to, open doors if he needs to, remove us from bad situations if he needs to. Our Lord divinely cares for us as he did the Israelites, guys. And how much more so when we have the Holy Spirit living in our hearts. When we were small, when we were few in number, indeed very few and strangers in it. When they went from one nation to another and from one kingdom to another people, he permitted no man to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked kings for their sake, saying, Do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Seeing to the Lord all the earth, proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day declare his glory among the nations his wonders among all peoples and there it is where that exhortation from day to day declare his salvation as much as you can every single day we should be seeking the lord and asking him every morning lord bring me a divine appointment lord Show me someone I can talk to to share what you have done in my life. Bring somebody my way, and he will. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. And so there it declares that all other gods are the imagination of people's young folks in this place. Keep that in mind because many will try to deceive you to say there are other gods, there are not. Those are the imaginations of people. This book is filled with truth and prophecy and there is no other holy book in the world that has prophecies as ours does. So don't let anybody tell you that there are other gods or all roads lead to God and you know remember this, say to them then why did Jesus Christ have to die? He died because he is the only way the truth and the life and no man comes to the Father but through him no one gets to heaven but through Jesus Christ and, and some people are afraid to to receive his words. Those are his words. There's no other name given under heaven by which man can be saved except Christ Jesus. He is the only way. But they'll hate you for it. They'll hate you for it. But it's cool. The Bible says to rejoice, right? Celebrate for great is your reward in heaven. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I mean, as believers, are we not the recipients of his blessings? And so, you know, as Christians, we receive so every day from the Lord. We've received eternal life from Jesus Christ. We've received everything. You know, what did John the Baptist say? He said, a man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him by God. So everything we have has been given to us from the Lord. And so to worship the Lord in beauty, in the beauty of holiness, is to start returning some blessings back to the Lord. That's what is being said here. Give to the Lord, O families of the earth, offerings, blessings. Give to Him. We can't just be, you know, uh, you know, takers, receivers all the time. We need to learn to be like Jesus, who gave of Himself. Amen. Jesus said in Luke six thirty eight, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. As Christians, to be Christ-like is to give, is to give. I remember how hard it was when I came to know the Lord. To start tithing to the church, it was hard. The Lord says he loves a cheerful giver. I was not. (laughs) But I knew that there was something missing in my life. And it ate me up in a good way. Ate me up. it ate me up that I wasn't believing that God can take care of me because I had such little income and so many bills and it ate me up and what tithe was about, it wasn't about the church raising money it wasn't about God needing money it was about me finally believing that in my poor state God will take care of my needs That's what it was about. That's what tithing is about, guys. Yes, he uses it to turn on the lights in the church. But a big part of it is to challenge our faith. And when I began to tithe, it wasn't when I was like, I had an amazing job. When I got saved, I was a security guard. Making very little money. I remember throwing $40 in the thing and... So uncheerful. Uh, but it, I learned to pray because you go home and you cry over the $40 and you pray and have you left me here to die? My car is falling apart. I can't. You know, that's that those are the things that I had to work out. And I wouldn't even be working those things out had I not by faith dropped the 40 in the thing. But then things started getting better for me financially. I started getting the better jobs, and the Bible is full of those warnings like you know if God gave has given us all of this all of all of our check, the job everything, why is it you know, why can't we give them ten bucks for every hundred dollars, or if we have ten dollars, why can't we give them one dollar? For your love, Lord, I'll shut off the cable. For your love, Lord, I'll stop eating out. You know, whatever it takes. Why? Because it's a faith thing and he's testing me. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. Because see, the beauty of holiness, I mean, worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I love you. I trust you. I love you. I trust you, but not with this. So that's that's not like truly true. And we wanna be truly true. So if you're struggling with that, I, I'm praying I'm praying for yeah. God's good. We, we don't want people's money. We receive tithes and offerings because the Lord calls us to do so. and but we're we're cool. You don't wanna give, you don't wanna give, you know, for those who don't, but we God does love a cheerful giver and
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday. One at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. Or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program,